Hey guys, Alex here, AJNashville.com, here with another great podcast on mm-hmm. a at least a beautiful day to be alive. You can't hum. That's the thing. <laughs> I said, so, mm-hmm. so I have a guest here, as you can tell, Miss Candace Thornton. Candace is with Black Lion Realty in Nashville, Tennessee. Black Lion. Yes, so sir. great company to work for, right? I think so. I think so as well. So I want to thank you for taking your time out of your day to come here to join us. You know, obviously, real estate, that, that wasn't your first job, was it? It was not. Okay. So we're going to just jump right into this. So we're going to talk about some of the the struggles and things that Candace has went through as a new real estate agent. You've been doing this for a while now. But a little while, yes, sir. Everybody kind of hits those things in the beginning where, you know, the growing pains and things like that. So what did you do prior to real estate? Prior to real estate, I spent 12 years satisfying the community's need for Sonic Drive-In, one customer at a time. <laughs> is that a, is that an official ad? That was actually, so true story, when I was in CLI in real estate school, everybody stood up and they were there to say what they did. Everybody had these phenomenal jobs. Everybody was a musician. Everybody was great. And I was like, oh my gosh, I've just been a car hop for 12 years. <laughs> How am I going to spruce this up? So Well, and, and it takes a lot. So, you know, here's the thing. Dealing with the public. Dealing with the public's not easy. No. I was a server. My mom was a server her whole life. You know, it's something that you've got to deal with different personalities. You and I talked about this just right before the show, the different weather and how it affects people, the rain versus snow mm-hmm. versus sunshine, and also reading people. You know, you walk up to a car, and I think in some cases you can tell by the look on that person's face whether they're going to be nice or not. Absolutely. And, and I think that trickles into our business and what it is that we do here as far as, you know, growing and, and being able to read people and work with people and understand people, and understand their patterns. You know, you're providing them with something phenomenal. You're providing them with their portion of the American dream, which I think is huge. So what got you into real estate? You know, I know you said that you were you were a car hop. You did it for 12 years. That's a long time. It was a long time, and it was wonderful, and I loved almost every single second of it. I learned so much from it. I learned a lot about myself and my abilities and what I was capable of in dealing with people and how I could persevere and how I could take that and put it on a different platform in real estate. Right. And, well, and the big thing is this. You work for Black Line. Yes. And I don't personally know Jeff. Like him and I aren't buddy buddies like, hey, let's go fishing together or anything like that. But I know Jeff only brings in top people. I'll co sign right for Jeff. People. Jeff yeah. is a good guy. We he have is. a great team. I'm surrounded by some phenomenal people. And he's got a beautiful dog. I thought his dog was a Weimariner. He loves that. His, <laughs> his other child. Right. His yeah. silver dog. Don't tell his kids he has a dog because, no. yeah. That's I'm sure they already guy. know. Yeah. <laughs> There's pictures of just the dog yeah, up exactly, on the wall. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, no. But I know he only, he only brings in people that fit. You know, people that are there that that push the envelope and, and raise the bar and bring something different into real How estate. How did you know that? Because How? I know everything. I mean, seriously, that's his spill. That's his thing. Well, um, I didn't know that that was his thing, but I could just tell by no, the way he really. operates There's and by the people. a certain caliber of person that yeah. he wants to have. Well, and, and that's the thing is, you know, you can read that on the surface. Mm-hmm. And, and when I deal with as many agents, and I work with a lot of great agents, don't get me wrong, but you can see people that are genuinely there to help to serve. You know, and I think through prior conversation with you and I is that's kind of what gave you an edge in this business. And that's some of the skills that you utilize from being a car hop, getting into real estate. You know, how do you feel about that? Is it would that stand true? Do you think that, you know, you utilize some of the skills you learned as a car hop to to relate to the real estate field? Oh, absolutely. And it wasn't just what I learned as a car hop. It's what I learned from people while being a car hop. Right. It wasn't that car hopping taught me anything spectacular. It's just dealing with those people 12 years. And you'd realize, you know, 
everybody's struggle, it, they're, they're related. I mean, you can relate to people based on your struggle. And if you have a solution, you can provide that. So in Sonic, for example, if there was an issue, I could resolve it. Mm-hmm. In real estate, I mean, they're different problem. I'm here to solve it. Right. I'm here to, you know, comfort you and educate you and advocate for you and take you to that next level. What is it that you need? Let me get that for you. Right. Let me do it with ease and make you feel good about it. Well, see, that's it, what I like to do. You you brought me back. So I'm an 80s baby. Okay. And you said something about if there's a problem, I'll solve it. There you go. You, you caught on. <laughs> so that vanilla ice, you know, that instantly you were like, you know, if there's a problem, I'll solve it. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. If there's, a pro- there's a lyric to everything. There I've is. got a lyric to every. Yeah. There is. There yeah, is. We could do so, this. So working with people, you know, and, and the nice thing is in your industry is you get to choose the type of people you work with. Now, I know you have a passion True. with educating, helping people, helping people grow, particularly first time homebuyers. I do love first time homebuyers. And you are super passionate about it, which is awesome to see because everybody has to have a niche. Everybody that I feel like is successful, is it niche or niche? I hear it pronounced both ways. That's a really good question. Niche kind of drives me crazy when people say that because I'm like, you're trying to sound like super French or something. I don't even know if it's a French word, but anyways. But is that the correct pronunciation? And if it is, do you want to continue to say it incorrectly or do you want to learn how to do it right? I like to say niche. I prefer to be corrected. So if somebody knows how to... correctly pronounce i don't know that you're gonna have anyone that that knows for sure like i need to know we need to consult the dictionary about this one to figure it out but um you know the biggest thing is 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 just getting out there and being able to help people uh educate people the first time home buyer understanding what your niche is that's important because that allows you to target in and focus and targets a a bad word to use but that allows you to really focus in on the type of people you want to work with because those are the people that i can relate to i have you know i have my own experience as a first time home buyer i Mm -hmm. know you know, how helpless I felt and how grateful I was for the service that it was provided for me. And I, I just like to give that back. Yeah. Yeah. And that's great. So now you have an awesome hashtag. And yes. now are you, you're not an 80s baby too, are you? I am. You better stop clapping your hands. I know. Sorry. <laughs> I'm breaking all the rules. You, you have an awesome hashtag. Tell me what the hashtag is. I can't say because I, I, I your have to home get you. Girl. Your home girl. So, and growing up, you know, especially being an '80s baby, you look at your home girl and you're like, "Oh, that's my home girl. That's my girl. That's my my best friend. The person I grew up with." But as yeah. we grow older, it's kind of formed a different meaning, is at least in the way that you express it. Absolutely, it's a play on words, especially when it comes into real estate, because I I don't look at people as clients. I'd look at them as my friends. I mean, right. if I can't call you a friend at the end of the day, then why would I care to work with you? Know, if I care about you as a friend, then the I'm going to work harder. <laughs> I know, I know. Then I can work harder for you. I'm going to be more vested. So if, you know, I have a personal relationship with you and I can call you my friend, I can call you my homie, I'm your homegirl. That's what we're going to do. Like, I'm going to find you a home. Need a house? I'm your girl. I'm your your homegirl. Yeah. Yeah. No, and that's perfect. It's a perfect play on words. And, And you're absolutely right, you know. Through doing mortgages, and and we we do more mortgages in a month, you know, than most real estate agents will do in a month, simply because volume is kind of what we have to do, anyways, from a mortgage standpoint. Mm -hmm. You know, that being said, I still enjoy building the relationships. I still enjoy going to closing and seeing the people smiling and having a good time and talking to them after the closing and following up with them and, you know, hey, two year anniversary, how's everything going? Things like that. And I know that resonates loudly with you. But what I'm curious to is how did that name come about? Because surely you weren't sitting there in bed one day and you're like, boom, you're homegirl. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, there was a lot of brainstorming that went into it. And I bounced around several different ideas and, and, and consulted some friends. And, and one day I, I wanted something pithy. I wanted something that was going to stand out that wasn't, you know, cheesy. 
Yeah. I mean, che- cheesy to a degree if it's going to catch your attention. Not if you're an 80s baby. I don't want to be cheesy. slimy. You yeah. know what I mean? I didn't want to be cliche. So, I, you know, I sitting with a friend one day, and he's like, hey, what about your homegirl? I was like, that's it. Yeah, that's right, That's the right. one. Well, and, and the, person, the person you came up with that, you know, that thought with, it's a person I respect in the industry. You know, he's doing great things in the industry. Mm-hmm. And, and I think one of the things that we talked about is he does so well because he's himself. Absolutely. You know, and I think that there's been a message projected by maybe people just in different industries as a whole, not just real estate, mortgages, you know, car sales, thing, all these different industries where people try to be someone they're not. You know, and, and my homegirl, I guess you would have a group of people that look at it and be like, oh, I'm not going to use her because that just sounds ghetto. That's fine. <laughs> you know? You're not for me. Exactly. Then. And we're not like we talked about earlier. You can't satisfy everybody. You can't be there for everybody and you're not going to make everybody happy. Right. So the fact that you've taken the time and you've tuned in on that and that is your message. That's your homegirl. That's something that. You know, I see the hashtags everywhere. Mm-hmm. It works well for you, mm-hmm. and you attract the people that you want to work with. So hats off to you for identifying your niche <laughs> and, most of all, identifying your brand and the clients that you want to work with. That's Absolutely. a huge accomplishment. Like, like, I feel like that's the most basic thing that needs to be understood in the industry as a whole, you know, be it on the mortgage side or real estate side, is identifying who you want to work with. Absolutely. Like, I enjoy working with veterans. I can work with anybody. I can do USDA, FHA, first-time home buyers, conventional, last-time home buyers. You know, <laughs> I can do all of it. But I like working with vets. You know, and so that's something that I, I totally get. That, and like I said, hats off to you for it. Now, not every great story comes without struggle. Oh yeah. So you've had your struggles throughout the industry, and we just so happen to have plenty of time for you to talk about them. So tell me some of the things, you know, some of the things that I guess I want to focus on more of the things that would make other people quit, the things that show your will, the things that show that you're willing to put in the work, even though you may hit a, a speed bumper in Nashville, a pothole in the road. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the 440 of real estate. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, tell us what your 440 look like. What are some of the big things? And you don't have to get too in-depth, you know, just share with what you're willing to share. Initially, it was naysayers. Um it, People who say, oh, you know, that's a really hard industry to get in. You know, I was in real estate once, and it lasted about a year. You know, it takes a lot of money to get started. Do you have that? I mean, I know you're a single mom with two kids. Right. Are you going to be able to do that? It's going to take a lot of time. How are you going to manage all of that? And, right. And, you know, sometimes you don't even get paid for a long time. Are you sure that you're prepared for that financially? Just a lot of naysayers, and I had to just let that go. Mm-hmm. I had to let it go. Naysayers are, are the biggest things. You know, if you take a person that starts their own business, you know, mm-hmm. we all use Facebook. That's kind of in our, our wheelhouse of things that we use. And, and the thing is, is you can literally see night and day difference. You can see somebody that posts and says, hey, I just got promoted to lead mechanic at, you know, Boeing or whatever. And people are like, oh, congrats. That's huge. Hey, Boeing's a great company. You're going to work there for a long time. You'll get great retirement. Great this, great that. And then you have the other person that's like, hey, I just started a company. It's called Boeing. And people are like, oh, man, you don't want to go in business for yourself. Are you sure you want to do that? You should do something else. You benefits, Boeing, you know, the name doesn't fit. And so you have a lot of naysayers. Mm-hmm. And the ones that you see that stand through it, that push through the crowd, are the people that can put the earmuffs on, so to speak, and continue to charge forward. Mm-hmm. For me, it's a passion thing. Yeah. I want to charge forward and be like, hey, remember that time you told me I couldn't? Exactly. Boom. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you were right. There were financial struggles. You're right. Juggling yeah. my kids and real estate, it has been a challenge. But guess what? You couldn't do it, and yes. I figured out how to make it happen. Exactly. Exactly. And that's huge. You know, financial struggles. We talk about an industry that's it's up, it's down, it's up, it's down. 
Um, you know, and the thing is, is you have to prepare yourself to be in a position to where you can weather through the downs. Mm-hmm. The fact of the matter is most of us experience downs because of lack of work. Mm-hmm. So we get in a position where we're like, you know what? I just made X amount of dollars this month. I'm good. Bills are paid. Kids are paid for it. Well, yep, I don't know if you ever pay for kids. Phase. Exactly. And so you, you kick off your shoes and you're like, all right. And then you get to a point where you're like, oh, shit, it's time to go back to work. <laughs> yeah. You oh, know? wait, no closings next month? Right, Ooh, right. Yeah. And, and so we see those patterns. And one thing that I see you do is I see you consistently letting people know what it is that you do. You consistently work towards educating people on buying their home, you know, and, and I see that and I, I follow a lot of different real estate people on online, you know, I have a lot of real estate partners I work with. But that's one of the most important common features that you see with people is they keep pushing, you know, there's never a break, you never kick your heels off, so to speak, mm-hmm. you may sit down, you may take a short break, but you never take your shoes off. Right. And that's obviously I'm, I'm saying that from a you know, it's just an analogy. I'm not saying literally because if you never took your shoes off, you'd have nasty feet and that'd be gross. Look, it's a judgment-free zone. Alex. Right, exactly. Yeah, that anytime you're in my office, you know, that <laughs> the whole office is a judgment-free zone because trust me, a lot of people can judge me on things I've done. Yeah. So now, so you've had naysayers. You've had people that have kind of kicked you down. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Moving forward, what are those naysayers saying? Are they still like, see, told you? Or are they like, wow, you know what? You had more heart than I thought you did. Yeah. Uh, just when somebody does something you didn't expect them to do, mm-hmm. or it's their limiting belief, not mine, just right. because you believe it. So I surpass your expectations. Right. And it shows. And a lot of them will you know, say, oh, my, I'm so proud of you. I knew you had it in you. I knew you had it in you. you could do it. If anybody could do it, it was you. Mm-hmm. Really? You weren't saying that exactly. back then. Right, right. But, uh, you know, I don't – I still take that. I, I appreciate every bit of encouragement. And, you know, for somebody to see that and acknowledge it and, mm-hmm. and, and you know, sometimes I don't see the progress because it's every day for me. Right. But for somebody with an outside perspective, they can look and say, wow. Look at what you've done. Look at what you've managed to accomplish. It's like, yeah, maybe I have. That's okay. how I, I progressively gained weight, actually, is because I looked in the mirror. I'm like, <laughs> I'm not getting fat, you know? And then I look at these two pictures. I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. <laughs> so so how do your children take it? I mean, it, it's got to be something. Do your kids feel the, the you know, you're at open houses on Sundays and you're marketing during the week and you're doing all this stuff and you've got to balance children. You're a single mom. you got a lot on your plate. How does that impact them? I mean, it's surely the flexibility of being in real estate gives you a, a lot of. Absolutely. I have the, the flexibility to, to, you know, come and go as I need to. Yeah. Um, but there are times when it's like, hey, guys, hop in the backseat of the car, put your spaghetti in a bowl. We got to go show a couple houses. Right. It's, that's actually happened before. Nothing um, wrong with that. And then, you know, open houses on Sundays. Like, you know, I don't like to do open houses alone because you're a sitting duck and, you know, right. crazy stuff happens out there. So, you know, I will bring my kids with me if need be and dress them up and, you know, potential buyers walk in the door. I'm like, these are my assistants. (laughs) They're here to make money. Exactly. Please tip the help. (laughs) They come with. But, I mean, now they're intrigued. My daughter is 12, and she's like, how much does it cost to buy a house? Yeah. Uh, Yeah, and she's like, I want to get a commercial space so that I can work on my business. Do you have access to those? I'm like, what? You're 12. I wasn't even thinking about real estate when I was 12. So it's had a positive impact as well. Yeah, I was going to say they experience that. They see that. They Mm -hmm. see the hustle. They see somebody that's willing to do what it takes in Mm -hmm. order to make it. And, you know, I think that's huge. I used to go to work with my mom. My mom was a waitress, you know, and she was a bartender. And and I was a guy that – was a bartender. uh, She would bartend, and I'd be back playing foosball, like hustling people for money. I'm like, come on, you want to play? I'm like Like nine years old. Like using a little sprayer to make your drinks out of the orange cranberry (laughs) juice with like a – 
Yeah, I, I remember those days, but it taught me something. It taught me how to work with people, how to communicate. You know, I get butterflies in my stomach when I speak to a lot of people as it is. Not you. No, nobody would ever think no. that. Most people are like, no, well, yeah, I'm like, right. no, I'm human too. <laughs> Trust me, it helps me. You know, it, I'm in the same position. So I do want to take a moment to actually give a shout out to one of our sponsors. You probably know the man, House on the Rock Home Inspection, Dave Ganatra and his Dave. team. They, they do amazing work, and I know that you've seen their work throughout the, the years, and, and it's a company that I'm very proud um, that, that reaches out to help us and do the things that they do for us. So if you have a home inspection that needs to be done, if you're in a position where you know, you're unsure about the property that you're purchasing, please reach out to House on the Rock Home Inspection. David and his team will treat you right. Anyways, back to the show. Gosh, get a home inspection. I know. I can't stress that enough. I mean, seriously. And not just for not just to satisfy your curiosity about the, you know, the house, but, I mean, it's a negotiating tool. It's peace of mind. Yeah. It's peace of mind and saying, you know what? I know that in seven years that roof's going to have to be replaced, but I'm okay with that because I can start saving money. But what I am going to do, like you said, negotiate. I'm going to say, hey, that roof needs to be replaced. It's $10,000. Mm-hmm. Meet me down the road. Hello. Five exactly. grand. So, and that's huge. And it is. You find out what your client's needs are. Hey, do you need more money in your pocket? Cool. Let's talk about right. how we're going to negotiate those inspections. Or, hey, you don't want to pay a lot on lo- in the long run? Oh, we'll negotiate the price of the house. Let's, yeah. let's look at that inspection report. Well, and the, and the key is is having a great negotiator. Absolutely. You know, in, in the real estate field, you really have to have somebody that's going to stand up, stand tall, and push forward for you. You need to be the best. That You need to be in the best interest of the agent. You need to be the top priority as a client. And so when you're on your search to look for a great agent, you have to consider those things. You know, one of the big things that I see, and you and I have had conversation back and forth of this, and that's when you see a post and people are like, just sold a home under contract in two hours. And I sit there from a lending standpoint, I'm like, I wonder how many other contracts could have came in that maybe would have been a higher offer or may it be, um, you know, better terms or something like that. And I don't understand the real estate side. I stay in my lane. My lane's in the far right. I'm the money man. That's what I do. Mm-hmm. You know, so so I don't get that portion of it, but you have a difference but of it opinion. Does, it really does depend on the client's needs. You yeah. know, do they need to sell fast? Do they have time to sit and wait around for the best offer? Right. You know, it, you know, it depends on the market. It depends on their need. And ultimately, the you know, it, ultimately, it's up to them. It's and not you to decide what the best dollar amount is. True. That's up to them. True, and that's that's huge. And I think you and I both at least saw the same direction on one thing and it's you know it's did the market bring it or did the did you serve a purpose for the client which Absolutely. if you served a purpose for a client then so be it right. congratulations right. you know if you just happen to stumble upon a bunch of deals that fell in your lap and you chose one eh you have a hard time with that that changing of the guard. Exactly. I mean how did you contribute? That's the thing. Don't say I sold a house in 2 hours. Say what you did to contribute to right. it selling in two hours. And how long had it been on the market prior to? Now, if you had a house that sat on the market for 160 days mm-hmm. and, and suddenly, you know, you take it over, you have that listing and you sell it in two hours, then That's you huge. should be proud. Yeah. And you're talking from a situation on my end, you know, I've got millions upon millions of dollars worth of clients that can't find a home. You know, we still yeah. have a shortage to some degree Absolutely. in desirable areas in the Nashville area. So, um, you know, that's that's a big thing. So, Getting low on time here. I do have a couple other quick questions I want to ask. Plans for the future. You know, we, we're seeing a change in the guard, so to speak, as far as what the market's doing, inventory staying on the market longer. What are your plans? What do you, 
You're going to be in real estate, right? Yeah, absolutely. I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> uh, my plans are to uh, strengthen the relationships that I have with the clients that I've that I'm going to have and the clients that I've had in the past. Mm-hmm. I feel like this entire industry is about relationships, and if you don't nurture those and you don't genuinely care about the people that are doing business with you, they're not going to stick around. They're going to go somewhere else. Agree, agree. That's you know a lot of people use this loose analogy, and that's everybody knows who their doctor is, everybody knows who their lawyer is, but nobody knows who their mortgage or their uh, real estate person is. Absolutely. It's our job to stay peace or top of mind, to stay in front of them, to, you know, follow up like you would a friend. You don't talk to all your friends every single day, but That's you may talk to homies. a friend. Exactly. That's, your That's why they're your like, homies. Those girl. are my friends. You know, I really do care about, hey, did you did you find that bathtub you wanted? Or how does the paint look in the house? You know, right. did you ever get rid of whatever? I mean, how are the neighbors? Yeah. I'm coming to the housewoman party. Yep, exactly. Exactly. So Candace, I want to thank you so much for taking thank time you out for of your day. Me. I know, you know, you drove you 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 drove a long ways to come I here. I did. The things I do. Right. And I appreciate that. I do want to know. Let's say I'm a person. I'm a first-time home buyer. I'm looking to buy a home or I'm just a person looking to buy or sell a home in the greater Nashville area. How do I reach out to you? Oh, my gosh. Please, please reach out to me. Uh, send me an email. Find me on Facebook. Uh, my email address is ct.tnproperties at gmail.com. You can find my hashtag, Your Home Girl. Find me on Facebook, Instagram. I'm out there. She's Come out there. Me. Yep. So, and, and you know what? That's, that's a super easy email address. That's one thing that I get into with people. I'm like, make it easy. Don't do Candace is your home girl in Nashville, Tennessee. I'll buy your because nobody will remember that. So I really appreciate the fact that you, you know, you get that easy email address to remember. So I got the Alex seal of approval. Right. That's, I, a, it's that's about a tough time. one to get. It's about time. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't get too comfortable with it. So. <laughs> tough love. We may edit that part out. <laughs> oh, you are right, but you ain't all that. Right, yeah. right. Exactly. So, but now I want to thank everybody for their time. I want to thank you for tuning in. I hope everyone has a fantastic weekend. Once again, thanks Candace for being on the show. We appreciate you.